You're listening to Bought and Beloved. and gents welcome to this week's episode of the bought and beloved podcast thank you so much for tuning in and in case this is your first time here hello hi i'm kirby kelly also known as kirby is a boss on youtube instagram and tiktok and now kirby is a streamer on twitch um, but if you don't follow me on all my other socials then you might have missed the news but this past saturday march 5th i turned 25 years old woohoo for birthdays woohoo for literally making it to a quarter of a century what the heck and woohoo because 25 is funnier than 24 um, shout out to all my Spongebob fans out there. But anyways, um, this is crazy. 25 is such an adult number when I think about it. And as I look back on, you know, what preceded up to my 25th year, my 24th year, um, it's crazy. Everything that I was able to do, all of the doors of opportunity that were open for me, the connections I got to make, the friendships that the Lord has allowed for me to have and enjoy and develop this past year, things that I have been praying for, for what seems like eons. Um, and I am just so excited and expectant for the best year yet. And I know that everybody says that. That's something that we even say, like, what, when New Year's rolls around, this is going to be the best year yet. But I truly feel like this is going to be a year of thriving for me, of running the race well, of living and walking out true freedom. And I'm excited. I am expectant. Um, now, I know we talked about freedom last week with my good friend, Hannah Williamson. I love her. Um, which if you didn't listen to that episode, you need to cue it up. Oh my goodness. Um, and next week's episode, um, I have another guest joining me for a powerful word of navigating the tough seasons of life and answering the questions of, well, where was God amidst my suffering? And if God is so good, why doesn't he put an end to the evil in the world or in my life? So, Yo, subscribe to the podcast for that notification next Wednesday because that episode is crazy, crazy good. But nonetheless, this has been such a big word on my heart, the word freedom. Um, and something that I've really been walking in and through um, this past month, really. Truth be told, as incredible as my 24th year was, um, I was dealing with a lot. <laughs> And we're not just going to get vulnerable. We're going to be transparent. You know, I was still holding on to a lot of shame and condemnation from my past. You know, I this past year struggled with a lot of insecurity. And I thought that I didn't deserve to walk in full freedom and that I deserved to be punished for my sins. When in reality, although that's true to a sense, Jesus already bore my past sins and the things that caused me shame and discontent. He bore those things on the cross because he desires and designed us to walk in freedom. Did you know or do you really believe that God wants you to stop sitting in your shame he wants to call you up from that place of self-condemnation and he wants you to walk in the freedom, the mercy, and the grace that he bought for you on that cross. I needed to. I needed to receive that and believe that for every area of my life, big and small. And it truly is life-changing when you realize that God is not your accuser. The enemy is. God is not your accuser. We most often ourselves are. 
God does not accuse us. He calls us to rise up and to sin no more and to walk in freedom. And I think walking in freedom looks like many things for me in this season. And maybe it looks like the same for you. Uh, but for me, I feel like it at least looks like these three things. One, upholding the Lord's instruction and having discipline in my life. Two, believing the words of God over my life. And three, running with remembrance and confidence in my life. Firstly, I know that as I walk in freedom and fullness, there is a response I must have, and that is upholding the Lord's instruction, walking in devotion and obedience, and asserting discipline over my life. I am not a perfect person by any means, and I know that often when I feel far from God, it's because I have allowed the flesh to make room in my life. I've allowed the desires um, that I have to take a hold of my heart. I've sent myself into a pity pit because of the sin, shame, and lies and, and the taunting uh, tone of the enemy. But to that, I say no more. I want to make room for God. And by make room, I mean I want to get up close and personal with Him. Because by being close to Him, everything else is expelled. But that comes by means of walking in righteousness, holiness, and in receiving and responding to the gift of salvation that His Son, Jesus, has brought me and bought me. My response to that is obedience and discipline. It is a joy to walk in discipline and instruction. And maybe you don't believe that or quite see that as a joyful thing. I, I believe I did a podcast on that, but there is so much freedom in living our lives that way, the way that God has ordered and ordained it. He's provided the perfect framework for us to live a life of fullness, of freedom, of joy, of peace, of satisfaction, but that is found within his framework, his boundaries, his instruction, and his commands. When we submit to his instruction and hold ourselves accountable to be obedient, it might be hard at first to detach ourselves from old habits, old sins, or even, and I know this is for me, old ways of thinking or speaking in general over ourselves. But joy is a result of discipline. Righteousness and peace are a result of that discipline as we know from Hebrews. Holiness and self-control are a result of discipline in our lives. I know for me, I want to master over the areas of my life where I was weak. My insecurities, holding on to shame, listening to the negative voice of the enemy over the truthful voice of God in regards to my worth and purpose, I want to make that part of me subject to God, submitted before the Lord so that I can experience more freedom and fullness of joy with Jesus. I was reading 1 Corinthians 9 this morning right before the podcast, and when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to encourage somebody with this because it encouraged me. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 26 through 27, Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, 
I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Now, this is talking about running the race with diligence, discipline, and endurance. There is so much that goes into this verse, um, but I, I mainly want to uh, just talk about the translation here. So some translations simply say, I discipline my body and I keep it under control. But this descriptive picture is closer to the translation for the word of discipline here. It means to give a black eye or to strike a blow. Just like he says, I strike a blow to my body and I make it a slave. We simplify that to I discipline myself um, and I make it subject to everything, right? But no, I strike a blow to my body and I make it a slave to me. I discipline it. I give it a black eye. Paul is running the race for Christ. But in pursuing Christ's call on his life to live fully, he wants to give his body, his flesh, his desires, a metaphorical black eye and show it who is in charge. He wanted self-control over his desires and inclinations. He wanted authority over the weak areas of his life. He did not want to be a servant to his desires, but a master over that so that he could faithfully follow Christ, strengthened by the Holy Spirit convinced and convicted by the truth of Christ. I read that, and although that's a hefty picture, and I am not talking about literally, this is not talking about literally beating up your body or or inflicting self-pain on your body. That is not what this is talking about. Um, this is talking about having what once ruled over us, our flesh, our body, our desires, those things that once ruled over us. No. We now rule over that, and we submit that to Christ who reigns and rules over us. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by... If you know me, sugar is my love language. I'm talking ice cream, cake, cookies, candy, the whole shebang. Sadly, my dentist detests my love language and so do my super sensitive teeth. So this year, I've really been trying to not only take care of my teeth with diet and what I'm consuming, but even with my overall oral care. And Lumino has been there for me through the whole process of going from three on the brink cavities from my last visit to none, literally none. But more than that, I've become more educated on oral health and have come to really love Lumino brand overall. So Lumino makes toothpaste, mouthwash, whitening that are totally new and different approaches to improving your oral health. You also won't find harsh chemicals or bleaches in any of Lumino's products, which is amazing, especially for someone like me who has sensitive teeth. Everything is dentist formulated, backed by over 50 studies, and proven to protect the good bacteria, also known as the microbiome. That's actually something that I didn't know, that 90% of the oral bacteria in your mouth are good for you. They're actually essential for your oral health, Turns out the quote-unquote fact that all bacteria is bad um, is just a myth, and Lumino is busting that myth wide open with their products. Find Lumino on Amazon.com and get $7 off today. That's Lumino spelled L-U-M-I-N-E-U-X. Remember, it's spelled with an X, so you can X out the harm. Lumino, dedicated to illuminating better ideas in oral care.
I've always been a big fan of planning ahead, you know, scheduling my trips months in advance, plotting my next career move, figuring out what I'm doing for dinner while I'm still eating breakfast, but I never thought much about planning for kids. But ever since getting married, seeing all my friends have babies, and just even talking about it more with my husband and planning out our future, I want to have more knowledge and preparation done uh, going into that for when the time is right. And that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. All you do is you mail in your at-home test results with a prepaid label and you get your personalized results within 10 days. It's super quick, efficient, and you get insightful, accurate results as well. You'll get insights into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, aka how many eggs you have compared to other women your age, and important information that plays into fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means and you can also talk one-on-one -on -one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. Now, traditional tests can cost over $1,000, which is crazy, but Modern Fertility gets you the same information at $159, a fraction of the price. But if you go to modernfertility.com slash Kirby, you can get an additional $20 off your test. That's right, right now, Modern Fertility's offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Kirby. That means your test will come to $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Kirby. Again, modernfertility.com slash Kirby. I want that to be me. I want that manner of discipline in my life that whenever my flesh wants to act out, whenever my flesh wants to give into something, I say no. I beat that mug and I say, no, we are submitted to Jesus. We are submitted to the commandments of Christ. We live obediently. We are living a life of self-control and discipline. We are living a life of honor to our King because it is within his framework and his boundaries and being obedient to the commandments on his life for me that I find joy, that I find fulfillment, that I find freedom. The world wants us to believe a completely different narrative. The enemy wants us to believe a completely different narrative. Our flesh wants us to believe a completely different narrative because true freedom in Christ is found within the framework that he has laid out for us, not in lawlessness, not in wickedness, not in um, acting out in disobedience, none of those things. Oh my gosh. He did not want to be a servant to his desires, Paul, but he wanted to master over them. And I want that to be me. I want that manner of discipline in my life. I want to make my body and my flesh subject to my mastery and ultimately God's mastery over my life since I'm a servant of Christ. I want to have mastery over wanting to hit the snooze button when I know I need to rise up early and I need to meet with God for my soul's benefit. I want to have mastery over the negative and insecure thoughts that the enemy tries to derail me with and plague me with. I want to say no and beat the devil out of that, right? I want to beat that out of me. I want to have mastery over remembering the work of the cross when the enemy tries to shove shame in my face from my past and discredit the freedom that I have in Jesus. 
I'm just being real with y'all. I've had enough of the enemy, the desires of the flesh, the the pride, or more so the reverse pride of, of shame and insecurity that I feel and being stagnant in that. I want to run the race like a disciplined athlete, like Paul mentions just a few verses beforehand in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 25. I want to give a black eye to the hurtful and harmful things that have beaten me down into submission. I want to walk disciplined, obedient, and in alignment with God's will, instruction, and the true freedom that he has won for my soul. Amen? Secondly, This year, as I turn 25, I want to even more so believe every word God has spoken over my life. I 100% believe in the word of God. I know it's power. I know it's without error. I know it's truth. I know it's from God. I know it's life-giving, alive, profitable for so many things in the building up of believers. However, I want to personally walk in the truth of my identity. That God says to me, you are loved. You are freed. You are chosen. You are strong. You have full access to me. You are not alone. You are not abandoned. You are unique. You have a calling on your life. You have purpose. You are forgiven. You are redeemed. You are worthy. You are cherished. You don't have to do a single thing to be loved by me. You can rest in the fact that you are my beloved and I bought you with a price. Hello, bought and beloved. Y'all, we need these reminders. I need these reminders. You know why? Because the world, social media, people, the enemy, they're throwing narratives at us about our identity, defining us by their standards and what they expect from us. And they try and downplay the truths of God over our life. Now, not everyone and everything is doing that, but we can become so convinced based off of other things, um, you know, that, that what God says applies to everyone but me. I better not be alone in this, y'all. I know I'm not alone in this. We see people receiving answers to the prayers that we've been praying to God for ourselves. And we think, I guess God doesn't love me. I guess he doesn't hear me. I guess he doesn't cherish me. Or I've done something wrong and he forsakes me now. Or we see others thriving in the gifts and the callings that we know God has given to us as well. And we think, I guess there's no room for me here. I'll never be like them. Why has God not allowed me to step into my calling yet? Am I not enough? Am I never going to live out God's purpose on my life? I guess I'm purposeless. Everything I've worked towards is in vain, I guess. Like we so spiral out like this. Like, have you ever thought these things before? We are fed narratives from the enemy. We are, he plants seeds of doubt within us, comparison within us. And we get caught up in these things. We end up watering these things. And these things take root in our life and produce bad fruit in our life. And I do this as well. And it's paralyzing, not crippling, but paralyzing to be in a place like that. It's hard to be effective. It's hard to run the race. It's hard to serve with joy and gladness and to um, find intimacy with the Lord when we are stuck in a place like that and we are feeding into a place like that. We're the one watering that seed. But we need to return to God's narrative over our life, the truth that he says and speaks and decrees and declares. We need to cling to his promises. We need to believe them. We need to believe 
what he has said in his word and what he has personally ministered and spoken to us directly as well is true, will be fulfilled. I want to believe more this year. My prayer is, Lord, help me in my unbelief. And he is merciful and kind to do so. Lastly, this year, I want to run the race with more confidence and remembrance this year. Lastly, this year, I want to run the race with more confidence and remembrance this year. Um, now, I'm really going to tap into that subject in next week's episode with my guest. Uh, so please don't miss out on that because, oh my gosh, there's so much truth. It's insane. But I will say today that I want to run towards the future, not dwelling on the past, but in remembering what God did. There are two ways we can look back and reflect, but only one of those builds up. One leads to shame. The other leads to praising God. One leads to insecurity. The other, a secured identity. One leads to stagnancy. The other, stillness. One leads to self-condemnation. The other, to freedom and repentance. When we look back at where we came from, are we dwelling on our sin and shame or are we looking at the work that God did, what he redeemed and restored, how his hand carried us the whole time, even in our mistakes, he was there and he was working and he was redeeming. Perspective is everything. And if we're going to run the race, our perspective needs healing. I'm not saying to ignore the past. We need to be honest and acknowledge the past. But we can't keep a blind eye towards God's goodness in the story. No, no, no. His glory in the story. Maybe it's right now. Maybe for you, it's right now where God's glory enters your story and begins a work of healing, restoration, redemption, and freedom. There is hope and there is joy in who our God is, even in the most shallow and shameful uh, parts of our past. It is only by God's grace that we can return to our most shameful place and champion it like a banner over our heads and say, look what God did. Look what God did in redeeming this and rescuing me from this and restoring me from this. Look at where God came in and wiped my sins away, changed my story, gave me hope in a future and showed me freedom and purpose. Only God can do that. And that is the banner that I want to champion as I run the race, disciplined and delivered, having belief and confidence in who he says I am and in remembering his goodness and grace. That is what this year, 25, will look like for me as I continue to make laps around the sun and leaps of faith daily for him. And I want you to join me in that. Will you join me in that? I'm so excited, expectant, and especially thankful that I get to go on this journey alongside each and every single one of you. You know, even though I don't know all of you personally, I'm personally impacted by all of you every single day. I cannot wait to serve you, love you, pour into, and build you all up even more intentionally this year. And I thank you. I thank you for your constant love. I thank God for you, for your support, for your prayers, for your involvement in the ministry work that God has graced me with. And I love y'all. I love God. I love this. And I'm just so excited and expectant and I'm ready to continue to run in freedom and confidence because y'all, when we are unbound and we are running in freedom, oh, 
The enemy is running rampant, trying to do everything he can to bind us back up in shame and sin and self-condemnation, all those things. No, no, no. No, 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 Satan. You ain't gonna catch me. You can catch these hands. I'm gonna strike those blows to my desires and my flesh and the enemy and those demons that try to whisper lies into my ear. No, no, no. We're giving black eyes this year and we're, we're running free this year. Amen. <laughs> but with that, I wrap up this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Bottom Beloved Podcast. Again, subscribe for new episodes every single Wednesday, especially next week's episode. Be sure to tune in because it's going to be a whammy. It's going to be a good one. Um, but I love y'all. Thank you to everyone again who wished me a happy birthday on all my platforms everywhere. Um, I love you guys so much. Uh, but until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, stay blessed, and run the race freely. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Bought and Beloved. For more information about the show, visit ConvergePodcastNetwork.com. is part of the Converge Podcast Network. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.